Uh, Dame, I hope you were thinking hard there on your response. On your no, re- I wasn't, but I'm ready to go anyway. <laughs> Okie dokie, hokey pokey, here we go with another episode of The Four Man Wall, a podcast on Australian football slash soccer at its finest. I'm your host, Jashan, and joining me from the always sunny eastern suburbs, he got tonked by Verde after bowling complete dross in Waratah Bay. It's Melbourne City mega fan, Andy Gibson. Yeah, thanks, Jashan. Uh, good to be back after a little bit of a break over uh, Christmas. And um, yeah, let's just say I won't be quitting my day job anytime soon to become a professional cricketer because, uh, yeah. I tend to get spanked around the park a bit, but good fun nonetheless. And uh, yeah, keen to get into a, a big episode in the uh, what is almost the uh, January transfer window and uh, almost the Asian Cup as well. So exciting times. Very exciting. Yes. Uh, line and length, Gibbo. Line and length. That's Very it. Important. I'll work on it. The third voice. That's it. The third voice you've got to hear is that of a man. He is an avid Europe person. On X, he's player Oscopes, but here he is Damon Sarah. Yes, Joshan, thank you very much. Uh, good to be back mm. as per usual, uh, as is these days now. Uh, but uh, yes, a uh, few Christmas presents. Yeah, it should be good to unwind with a nice puzzle, so thanks to my sister for that. <laughs> and uh, A League. Yes, we love a good puzzle. <laughs> and last but not least, he plays Sudoku to take his mind off of work. It's Nicholas. Oh, thanks, Jashan. And honestly, the real reason I play Sudoku is um, so I don't have to prep for the podcast while I'm on the train. <laughs> and I've got this puzzle yeah. right now, and the twos and sevens are being quite pesky. They keep, they could go anywhere, you know. Unbelievable. <laughs> it's a real mix and match. Like, who's going to be the next Australian opener to replace David Warner? Who knows? Cameron Bancroft. It, it may be Bancroft. Maybe my boy Marcus Harris. Ooh, fuck off. Absolutely not. Uh, we've had a bit of a Christmas break. Um, everyone's been uh, enjoying the holidays. I myself have also enjoyed my holidays. It's been very good. But we're back here and now in 2024 with a vengeance. There are games to talk about, some massive news stories, and we are going to split the wall, of course. But first things first, how is everybody's Christmas and New Year's? Nick, I'm going to start with you. Regale me with some details. Oh, mate. Christmas is well spent. Uh, family spread going, nothing too big, just the, the six of us, um, uh, immediate mm. family plus Steph, that is, uh, falling asleep by 2.30, then finding Nemo got put on the TV against my will, but still still uh, stayed on the couch the whole time and watched it with no other choice, and uh, yeah, New Year's chill one, cricket in between, uh, and uh, yeah, watched the, the Melbourne City spank a loot, uh, Brisbane <laughs> ro- uh, uh, over Risden Raw. And it's not, it's not, it's not Risbon Roar anymore, mate. The Riz is dead. Yeah, the Riz yeah. is dead. New Year's they Eve quiet out. one, and I'm, and I made this pulled pork, mate. Uh, slow cooker pulled pork tacos. Um, I gotta tell you, <laughs> I knew there'd be some food talk a, in there somewhere. That was The pork was tender, fatty, juicy, succulent, moist, shreddable. No, delicious, okay, no, don't acidic. use the word moist. That's <laughs> enough of that. Amazing. Okay, look, I I support uh, your mission to try and turn this into a food podcast, but we've got to keep things moving. There's lots to talk about today. Good. Leftovers. Yeah. Finally food finished. Food portioning. Good, good for you. That's nice. 
Um, clearly, Damo has been working on his puns in the off season because I did. I just hear uh, Brisbane have rizzled out. Uh, <laughs> that, was, that was me. <laughs> I think that was Andy. Oh, Andy! I'll take credit Sorry. for that one. Thank you. I fucked up the segue. Andy, you go. Tell me about your Christmas and New Year's right. Rizzler. Sure thing, mate. Um, yeah, it was lovely. Thanks. Yeah, just up in um, in the hometown, Wangaratta, for Christmas, um, which was nice. Mm. Just had yeah, nice big um, classic Chris- Christmas lunch at uh, Mum and Dad's. With uh, them, my brother and um, Selena, and then had to back it up again that night for a Christmas dinner at Selena's mum's place. So, yeah, there was definitely oh, um, no shortage Oof. of food. Yeah, just um, spent uh, the few days after that just chilling in Wang, seeing a few friends and family, that sort of thing. And then, yeah, came back down to Melbourne and then went off to uh, Waratah Bay for New Year's with, uh, with the squad. So, yeah, I've had a, a very nice break. Your beauty. Any any pulled pork in those family uh, feeds or no? Nah, no pulled pork. Had a had a oh, ham no. like a it's classic, slow you know, cooked Christmas for seven ham, hours. Ham. Had a ham. Love a ham. Yeah, mate, Some of us have nice. lives that prevent us from cooking for seven hours. Nick, I've actually got things to do, but I respect the hustle. <laughs> oh, That's very no. Nah, well, actually, it's slow cooks for seven hours, so you don't have to like watch it like a hawk. I went to the pub for an hour during those seven. Personally, <laughs> it was a sunny day for a beer. <laughs> Uh, the weather's been alright for a cheeky pint or two recently. And uh, Dave, uh, Christmas, New Year's, any sunny days for pints up in no, Shepparton or no? No, unfortunately, there was rain. Rain, ah. miserable rain. And the morning started off with uh, trying to make sure our pond out the front didn't get over flooded. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. And pretty much went... Well, it was, wasn't really much uphill from there because it was a terrible day, but food was good. <laughs> food was good and the company was good too, so not much uh, backyard cricket this year up in up in Tatura, so a bit sad. You can do underwater cricket. Yeah, well, that's water polo, isn't it? Ah, uh, good point. Ah, oh, water polo is good fun. I've never played it, but I've heard good things. I've heard good reviews. Well, there's a bit of a similarity between the two, I hear, so. Oh, yeah. A little bit of relevancy, yeah. a bit of um, synchronicity, Absolutely. if you will. Love it. Catch it in the middle of the bat. <laughs> Love it. Uh, I want to find out whether there's synchronicity between our opinions on the Socceroos and Graham Arnold's opinions on the Socceroos, because that's what we're going to start off with in terms of the actual football chat. We'll get into the games in the A-League a little bit later, as well as, well as you know, all the, all the sad news stories surrounding Brisbane. But... Graham Arnold has announced his squad for the Asian Cup. I'll rattle off the names. Um, keepers, you got Joe Gauchi, Matty Ryan, and Lawrence Thomas. Uh, defenders, Nathaniel Atkinson, Azaz Bayage, Jordy Boss, Cam Burgess, Thomas Dang, Gethin Jones, who I've never heard of in my entire life. Yeah, who's that? Lewis Miller, Kai Rolls, and Harry Suda. I don't know, Andy. I do not know. But I'm, I'm sure some of us will know. Maybe Damo has the knowledge. Damo might know. Midfielders, yeah. you've got Keanu Bacchus, Jackie Irvine, Riley McGree, Paddy Yazbek, Aiden O'Neill and Connor Metcalf, and up top, Marty Boyle, Mitch Duke, Bruno Fornaroli has been selected, Sammy Silvera, Kashini Yangi, Craig Goodwin, Marco Tilio for no apparent reason, and John Iredale. Now, uh, I'll start with you, Damo. Rank that squad out of 10. What are you thinking? You excited? Uh, four. Oh, four. my God, that's Jeez. low. Bit harsh. Some odd, <laughs> odd inclusions. Odd inclusions. You're not a fan of the Marco Tilio choice. Not a, not a fan <laughs> of the Marco Tilio choice. Oh. Quite clearly, Fair not enough. a fan of the Gavin Jones inclusion. Mm. And just odd. 
reasoning. Like, mm. you want to say you want to promote players um, who are playing pretty much every weekend, and then you just go out and select old Marco Tilio. So Marco Tilio has played, I think it's twenty-seven minutes of combined first-team football. It, it makes no sense. Did, was Abar Mabil selected in the squad? Nope. Exactly. That's interesting. I think he's injured. Oh, is he? Well, he's if he, even if he's not injured, he's doing a better job than Marco Tilio, who's fit. So, at least he's there on merit. And I'm sure he kicked the ball yeah. around over Christmas in the backyard. That counts, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, Marco Tilio, not deserving at all. Are you trying to say, Andy, that Marco Tilio and Graham Arnold had their Christmas dinner together <laughs> and they played a bit of a kick around out the back and Graham was like, yep, fuck, you're in, mate. That's that's fire. Yeah, I reckon that, that very well could have happened. Why not? <laughs> now, I'm not going to say that I'm, I'm Awama Bill's biggest advocate, but when you've got Marco Tilio who's not playing and you're going against all your past principles that you've set out, it just mm. doesn't make any sense. Mate, he's injured. <laughs> All right, well, what about this, Nick? What about a Daniel Arzani? He's tearing it up in the A-League right now. He's looking very good. Or a Nishan Valupale. Uh, Valupale's looking the, good. Arzani's good for the A-League, but his his presence in the A-League, he can go missing at times regardless. I don't think he's ready for the Socceroos just yet. Okay. What about, in that case, an Alex Robinson, who has a cap and is also looking very good over in England? Um, yeah, you, mm. could, you could give it to Robertson. He's playing... You know, um, he's in League One at the moment with Portsmouth. Yep. Sounds right. On loan. On loan. Yeah, on loan with Portsmouth. Uh, you know, he, he, he... Yeah, his position could be justified. Isn't he a fullback, though, or am I getting... He, he's, my... he's a bit of a more central midfielder. But oh, I'm a bit, I think I he, his, his place in the squad probably merits more than it does for Marco Tilio, so... Andy, you seemed pretty shocked by Damo's rating of 4 out of 10. I'm assuming you're a bit higher on this team than uh, young Sarah? Oh, yeah. Look, I'd give that... it about a, a 5 or 6. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't... I'm not calling it a 10 out of 10, that's for sure. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Um, whether or not he's picked the best squad that's available, maybe not. Um but I don't think it's terrible, and you know I still think we're a, we're a, we're a good chance to be be successful. And um, yeah, like obviously there's a few injuries um, that he's got to deal with. But yeah, I don't know. Like Nick, I'd probably give it like a six, I reckon. But two uncapped players. Yes. In a, in a squad for the Asian Cup. Idale and Idale and Jones, yeah. right? Mm. Bit of depth. Uh, that that is what confuses me most. <laughs> It, it is an odd one. Like, obviously, you've got your games to solidify and prepare for the future, which we had. And some of those games, Graham Arnold just refused to do that. Yeah, And that's now, a good point. all of a sudden, he's he's just brought in two uncapped players into probably one of the most winnable tournaments of the last couple of years the, the, mm. since we won, obviously, the last Asian Cup in 2016. Uh, 2015, but yeah, I, I just find it odd. Obviously, with our form coming off the World Cup, you probably want to at least keep a few of those players involved. Obviously, Marco Tilio is one of those, but different circumstances mm. as well. You must see something in those uncapped players, though, you, you would think. Anyway, I, I 
haven't heard his comments about them, but yeah, I don't know. He he must say something in them. We would hope anyway. You got to have faith in Arnie at some, uh, you know, to a certain stage. But um, Nick, for you personally, like, are you coming into this tournament expecting a win? Are you hoping a win? Are you just kind of oh, like win the tournament, leaving it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd think quarterfinals at best for us. Oh Jesus. That's okay, fair enough. Craig Goodwin thinks uh, we're gonna win. He's been very confident. Yeah, I, I, I think quarterfinals at best because all it takes because that's when we'll probably likely I don't say we're like I'm not saying we're not top four, but I think that's just when we um will draw a top one or two opposition. Um that will have our match, if you understand what I'm saying. That's when we'll probably draw a South Korea or a Japan and that's when we'll mm-hmm. be done for. Although knowing us we'll probably go out to like, you know, um Iran or someone that we should have on paper. Yeah. I, I Who's that group? We've got India, Uzbekistan, and Syria, I want to say. Also, with regards to the tournament, it's really tough to predict who you're going to have in the knockout stage until the end of the group stage because of how it works with these um, these tournaments where third place gets... Where, not, where some, but not all third place teams get a chance. And then they're kind of mm. like... It, it's, it's like... It gets real wish-washy. In, in, until like the t- the final sixteen are finally set. Yeah, fair dues. It does get a little bit wish washy at the start, but I mean, I am hoping for at least a top four position. That's I kind of my personal goal. But um, the hope I'm would be tell, the hope would be like we get through the group. That's like it should be crisis if we don't get through the group. Uh, sacking of Graham Arnold. Mm. We should get through the group, and then you should get an opponent that's manageable. Hopefully, like a China in the round of sixteen. Uh, yeah, and then then the quarterfinals when it when it should get really tight. What about you, Andy? How far do you see us going? And do you think I'll, I'll do? A, I'll give you a double barreled question and go against all of my journalistic training. <laughs> do you think Graham Arnold would be facing the block if we go out in you know say round of sixteen or group stage? Yeah, look, if oh, group stage definitely definitely puts him under a lot of pressure round of sixteen as well. I don't think he'd you know just you know be cut you know, given the sack straight away, but um, it would definitely push him a lot closer and he would need to, you know, get some results um, very soon afterwards. So mm-hmm. I think, yeah, anything um, short of quarterfinals would be a, a massive failure. Um, so, yeah, that, that would definitely put a lot of pressure on, on Graham. Um, but, yeah, look, I'm, I'm still pretty optimistic, you know, as I, as I usually am. So, yeah, I don't, I don't see why we can't win it. Yeah, I don't know. What uh, what we'll do? Maybe I'll say uh, I say we'll make the final. Confident on that. Whether Ooh. we win or not, maybe not as confident, but definitely not ruling us out. That's for sure. Uh, you're having a laugh there. Like These were the results of the quarterfinals <laughs> last year. Um, mm. Japan won, Vietnam zero, uh, Iran three, China zero, Qatar one, South Korea zero, and UAE one. Uh, Socceroo zero, so there's a good chance you could get paired against you know like a a, sec- a second tier Asia side like Vietnam, China, um, even Iran. But you know we went mm. to, out to second tier um, AFC opposition in the quarterfinals. I, I just don't see Australia. Uh, I think quarterfinals is the minimum, and it's probably it's probably where we'll end up. Uh, any any win from the quarterfinals and beyond is gonna. Um, take a concerted effort, in my opinion. It's not to say it's impossible, um, but it's just going to take, you know, 
we're going to be, you know, we're going to be riding the waves for those games from the quarterfinals onwards because there's going to be, there's, there's no, there's no free wins in the tournament, but there's definitely not going to be any, any loose, any loose wins it, um, after the round of 16. This is true. Japan are currently the highest ranked AFC team at 17th in the world. I'm just having a bit of a scroll here. Korea's, oh, so Iran is 21st, Korea 23rd, we come in at 25th. So, you know, Probably. in that conversation for one of the leading teams in the competition. We've had ourselves well against England, Argentina and Mexico since the World Cup in friendlies. Mm. But mm. then Japan's gone about smacking Germany, so... <laughs> yeah, well, Germany are in shambles. That's understandable. Uh, Dame, I'll ask you my first burning question of the night. Three burning questions. Who was the biggest snub for this Asian Cup squad? Mm, that's a good question. Uh, I put him on the spot here. He's got nothing. <laughs> yeah, look, if 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 Luongo obviously didn't didn't retire, I would have said Luongo. Okay. Purely just because we need, I think we needed a bit more experience. Or you don't think Pata Yazbek's good enough to step into that? Role? I mean, obviously because he's he's in off season now, so he would have been available regardless. I think he it was more just a a kind of a convenient position just opened up for him, and he is one yeah. for the future. Obviously, Luongo's Asian Cup performances in the past have been uh, extremely beneficial to Australia oh, in the past. So Legendary, brother. Odd. It was really odd that, uh, obviously, he re- announced his retirement and you can't help but feel there was a little bit of uh, input from the manager, potentially, uh, saying that you're perhaps not really going to be required for much longer mm. in the national team. Yeah. And... For as a kind of like a a left from left field, I thought if you're gonna include Tommy Ding in the squad, I understand he's he's been capped before, but obviously you've gone with the two uncapped players. You might as well have made it three with Alex Grant. Alex Grant, yeah, who's Whoa. been one of the better centre backs in the K League for the last two seasons. So, right, yeah, okay. I think he's been snubbed quite a fair bit over the last year and a half to two years in when he's been playing extremely well and creating a uh, formidable career for himself in the K-League as a certain mm. Alex Wilkinson did. So there's oh, obviously some yes. merit there for, for selection, but um, if you're not in the eye of the... Yeah, the boss man all that often, then you're probably not going to be seen too much. So, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll stick with defenders. I was I'm very surprised that Chicardi didn't get selected. Um, yeah, that's a bit of a, a, bit of a shock yeah. too. There's a lot of talk about Arnold not wanting to select Olympics aged players. Okay, they right. want them. They want them to focus on qualifying for the Olympics. As opposed okay, to playing right. in the Asian then I'll Cup. Ask this, I'll ask this question for everyone. If that's true, like, do you boys value the Olympics or the, or the Asian Cup more? Asian Cup, but uh, I think the nation might value the Olympics more. Mm. Especially, if, especially compared to a foreign Asian Cup that's going to be mostly played between 11pm and 5am. 
And that's when they're yes, probably fair. Paris. That's probably when the Paris Olympic Games will be played, to, to be honest. But, uh, you know, is uh, is uh, Tony Jones on Channel Nine going to be uh, reporting <laughs> on the AFC? You know, us beating, you know, us speeding India in the first round of the Asian Cup, or is he going to be talking <laughs> about how we we drew one all? You know, we um, uh, Spain's under twenty one side. Yeah, fair do. I guess that explains. It does explain why guys like Robertson or, or Kual or Aaron Kunda, yeah. obviously there are more factors. It's a bit silly in my opinion because like um, those players, you know, they'd get more exposure by performing well in the Asian Cup than they would in the Olympics from a scouting perspective. Yeah. Because if they were to perform well, they're performing well against senior players, not under-21s. I would I'd almost disagree with that. Okay, Because I, I just think... You know, the Asian Cup sort of gets brushed aside a fair bit. Meanwhile, whilst the um the the African Cup of Nations is on, so I think if you mm. if you're quali- qualifying for the Olympics, you kind of it's a kind of a standalone event. I, mean, I think a lot more eyes are on it because of that fact that it's an under twenty threes tournament, and scouts are certainly more uh, inclined to watch the majority of games. Yeah, in my opinion, like, I think there's a bit of disrespect from uh, UEFA um, club leagues uh, towards the Africa Cup of Nations and the... Uh, um, oh, certainly, yeah. And the Asian Cup, especially, like, that there in January. See a lot of poms on the social media goes, oh, this is all coke. Um, like, just have it, in, <laughs> have it in the middle of the year. It's like, uh, F off, mate. If you don't like having these players, don't have to sign them to begin with, and then... We'll see how much better your side is without them. Get riled up, Nicholas. Get stuck <laughs> in. But also, I like. With, I mean, I'll, I'll beat this drum again. But Chicardi, I think, yeah, he's young. He's he's got potential, but he's already getting scouted by the biggest clubs. Like he's he's rumored to be um, getting hunted by Atletico Madrid, oh, oh. Everton, feed it into my veins, Brentford, and Brentford, <laughs> and Brentford. Yeah, I finished it off with a big one today. <laughs> Hey, Brentford's a good good team, man. Don't be hating on Brentford. Started it off high and went higher. <laughs> yeah, mate. Brentford's much better Atletico club than Atletico Madrid. Madrid. Brentford. But if he's already good enough, then he doesn't, you know, to get scouted by those teams, he doesn't need the exposure from the Olympics, in my opinion. And I'd rather yeah. just get our best players out there for, for, for a tournament that Absolutely. we can win. Whereas I don't see us competing with some of you know nations like Spain, etc., who Certainly, have insanely like, talented. No, that's right. For certain players, that obviously makes sense, and for some others, it doesn't. So it's a it's a it's a strange, yeah, composition of players that Arnold has gone with, and hence why I've gone with a four. Four, four out of ten. What about you, Andy, mate? Um, the Melbourne City mega fan, <laughs> Graham has selected John Iredale over um, Jamie McLaren. <laughs> How does that make oh, you feel? Oh yeah, look, I don't know. Um, um, uh, mixed mixed uh, feelings about that one, I guess. Like at the time when he had to, um, you know, finalize the squad, um, you know, J Mac was still carrying a bit of a um, sort of lingering niggle of some sort. Like he was still playing in the A League, but he was obviously carrying something that was making him a bit uncomfortable. Um, so I think that was probably a factor. Mm-hmm. Um, he just wasn't in the, the same scoring form at the time as well as other guys like Fornaroli, obviously. Um, I know he did get a hat-trick mm-hmm. in um, the last game against Bangladesh, but, you know, <laughs> yeah. against Bangladesh. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, 
like <laughs> a bit a bit disappointing being you know one of J Max's biggest fans personally, but I understand the decision and um, yeah, you got to do what's best for the for the national team at the end of the day. So if he's not good enough to make the yeah. cut, then um, it is what it is. So yeah, move on and yeah, looking forward to to watching Fornaroli uh, hopefully continue his A League form into the. Um, into the Socceroos team. We will move on um, onto more local matters, but I just on the John Iredale thing, this guy scored two goals in 12 games this season, uh, last season in the Bundesliga 3. He's in the Bundesliga 2 at the moment. Right. Uh, but last season he scored six goals in 32 oh. matches in the Bundesliga 3. So not, not huge numbers. Oh, he's not exactly... <laughs> no, he's not banging them no. in. <laughs> he scored against St. Pauli. Oh, no. Oh, that's what happened. Jackson Irvine score him, uh, saw him score a banger. And he had Graham Wannell on the on the buzzer. Like, <laughs> Maybe that was it. Well, I think he's just kind of snuck in at the right time more than anything. He just happened to score a couple of goals in the last two months, and yeah, we're pretty desperate. Mm, it's a so thing, yeah, uh, <laughs> it's it's one of those things. Even Cummings, the cum dog, scored four goals in the ISL in nine games. Give the cum dog a go. Sorry, the, uh, the ISL, you're not, you're not getting into the Socceroos squad unless you're Tim Cahill. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, any other points that you guys want to bring up from the Socceroos squad, or shall we move on to the A League itself? I think it's weak because it's a, um, it's a representation of the weak depth we have at the moment. Not necessarily because um, Arnold's chosen. The wrong players out of the talent pool. Ooh, that's a that's a saucy point. Not bad. Okay, Stop, strong stuff from you, Nick. So far today, you're on fine form. You really were ready to go. But moving closer to home, um, we're going to do a little bit of a news headline before we get into the game, is because something happened, fellas. Um, something happened. Ross Aloisi oh. rocks up. He, he coaches nine games for Brisbane. He turns them around from a failing franchise into a very exciting young team. And then he, 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 he goes. He's gone. He's going to China to be Kevin Musket's assistant coach. Uh, and it all falls apart. It all falls apart. 8-1 loss to Melbourne City, which we'll get into more detail uh, in a second. But um, uh, Nick, burning question number two. Is hiring a new coach so soon a good idea for the Riz? Obviously, Alois is he gone. permanent or They're caretaker? We have now got a permanent caretaker, a permanent manager by the name of Ben Khan. Oh, shit. It's, there's, a lot well to, uh, there's a lot to break down here. Yeah, the caretaker lasted one match. <laughs> yeah. Yes, they appointed Luciano Triani as interim boss, allegedly for the full season. He loses 8-1 against City. Fire him instantly, and now they appoint Ben Khan to be their fifth coach in 21 games. So, yes, my question again, Nick, uh, is hiring a new coach so soon a good idea for the Risbin Raw? Did you just call him the Risbin Raw? Risbin. 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 Brisbane. Ah, fine. <laughs> I, I want to hold on to the Riz. It was a good time for me, all right? <laughs> I enjoyed it too, Deshaun. Um, the Riz. It was, it was, they were the days. They were the days. They were the days. Yeah, look, whatever Brisbane, you can't go much worse than losing eight one. You know, um, that's it. So okay, do whatever pleases you. You know, make Mac- Matt Acton the coach. Fuck would I care? <laughs> oh, okay. So you just don't give a shit at all. <laughs> Uh, Andy, Damo, do either of you know who Ben Khan yeah, is? I do now, but ben I didn't Khan before this a... week. 
He's a great up-and-coming coach. South Melbourne Hellas. Nick, you've had your time. No. Stop interrupting. He was never at South Melbourne. Oh, the old mate. Oh, uh, my mate at work. Melbourne Knights. Oh, my mate at work led me astray. He's a Western United fan. <laughs> now, well, I think he... Originally, he started out at the Central Coast Mariners as a uh, as a youth coach. And then once the Nick Montgomery uh, appointment came at the Central Coast Mariners... He was sort of in the in the frame to take over, and then I think Montgomery got the job. But he left the Mariners and went up to Queensland and coached Olympic FC, and did very very well there for them, and pretty much won everything in Queensland for like two years. And then obviously Melbourne Knights, who have been struggling a fair while down in Victoria, uh, decided that they were going to take a punt on this guy. And he came down and did a fairly reasonably good job with uh, the Melbourne Knights and got them to the uh, Australia Cup. He's just been renowned as probably one of the best coaches in the NPL for probably four years now. So um, okay, it's, it's definitely that. a very well-deserved and uh, yeah, very good opportunity for him and for the, the Brisbane Raw, I think, as well. I think, you know, having a young up-and-coming coach with a young up-and-coming team makes sense to me as well. Um, after Dam- Damo said all that, Andy, do you have faith that we can bring back the Riz? Or is the Riz dead forever? Uh, never say die to the Riz, mate. The Riz is never truly dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, like like Damo said, a uh, young coach for a young um, up-and-coming squad might be uh, just what they've needed, you know. might be um, the solution to... You know, getting some of that team chemistry back that they they showed in the the first part of the season and it seems to have disappeared. So, um, yeah, no, I've I've got faith in them. I think they can bring their Riz back, but um, they definitely have a lot to work on, that's for sure. But yeah, bring back the Riz. And were you guys like obviously on my end as a Raw fan, I was very surprised and almost felt a bit betrayed by Ross Aloisi jumping the gun and collecting the bag. I get it. You know, stack your cheddar. But, I mean, he was building something beautiful at Brisbane. How did you guys react to the... Mm. Yeah, how did you guys react, I guess, to I was to in mourning, personally. We only, we only got 70 minutes out of 90 of the Aloisi Derby. I know. We had a, I thought we had at least one to two more. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, before West United go under, of course, which will happen soon. But, I mean, you know, it was that's good. What, that's what happens when you don't pay to council, mate. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, West United. All their players. Councils, mate, you got to pay them to do the roads. Otherwise, they're not going to give you permission to bloody have your games at the stadium. You've got to build them roads. All West right. United. Stay so up the cash. You can, what, what we're referring to here is the, is the rumours spreading around that West United have failed to pay the local council to finish the roads connecting to the new stadium. Obviously, their first home game is supposed to be on the 20th of January, so time is of the essence. Uh, there are also rumours that they haven't been paying their players, which is uh, not ideal. Unconfirmed. Unconfirmed. Rumors, we must, we yes. must add. All speculation. What do you think, Nick? Who's what's going to happen first? Will Brisbane hire another coach, or will Western United fold? <laughs> Reckon by the end of the year, Brisbane will have three coaches, and Western United, um, Western United merchandise will be found in your, over your local tip, 
or um, random remote um, villages in the developing world. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Because they're fold. Yeah, yeah, I, I get the, <laughs> I get the link. It's a stretch, but I respect you, you, it. You, you'll see, you'll see kids wearing Brisbane Premiers twenty twenty three. That's either the Broncos, Lions, or Raw, mind you. Um, yeah, and the BBL um, women's heat. That's it, mate. We do have champions in Brisbane. We do have champions. Oh, we see Dunsies. Um, I'm very surprised he went before John. <laughs> that is insane, actually, I honestly when don't you think, think about it, West Western insane. United can afford to pay out John Aloisi. <laughs> yeah, true. It's eh? quite possible. I think it's not, it's, it's not unfe- unfeasible to be thinking about this. Western United are funded by... Um, a uh, property development uh, like kind of syndicate, you know, that's that's where they're making their money. Um, the core business plan of Western United was to build a stadium and to build houses around the stadium and therefore making money from the sale of land mm-hmm. uh, and creating a bit of a precinct, you know. Um, it, it, it's tough to make these things work. Um, building anything's challenging, let alone a stadium. And, West, and you know... Um, Following the admission of Western United to the league, we've had a pandemic that's uh, greatly affected the construction industry uh, and uh, the prices of materials um, after the COVID lockdowns has gone up dramatically. So it's uh, if these rumours are found to be true, I wouldn't be surprised given that the Western United ownership main uh, stream of revenue is property development, which is um, becoming tougher and tougher in this, in, in this economy, uh, given the nature of it. So... Um, just pay the council up, build the roads, and then just, you know, bada bing, bada boom, some temporary stands, ship them over from Macedonia Park, no worries. <laughs> in, your, in your travels to Geelong, have you seen the progress of the stadium? Is it looking good? It looks like it's been at the same for the last month. The seats do look pretty flesh. I can see some nice glass panes on top of what might be a media centre, um, you know, for the cameras and the commentators to be, maybe a bit of a corporate function room. Okay. Uh, but it, it's very desolate and flat on... On the left-hand side of the tracks, you have kind you can kind of see suburbia in the distance. On the right-hand side of the tracks, what looks like a good five hundred meters to a kilometer away, is the training facility with nothing, completely paddocks. <laughs> so there's no train station nearby. You're gonna to have to drive there. Obviously, in the future, there will be a train station and a stadium right next to it. But if they're gonna be playing in January, you're gonna to have to drive there. It's gonna be uh, less than ideal. So I think, yeah. I'll see it when I believe it. Fair dues, fair dues. And obviously, to drive there, you need roads. They're going to bridge too fast. They're building too many bridges out near Footscray Road in Melbourne these days. They're just building bridges anywhere. <laughs> that was bridges. supposed to finish the Westgate April last year, and it's still not fucking done. All right. Standard. Moving forward. Um, <laughs> <laughs> moving forward, because I can't move over the goddamn Westgate yet. It's not goddamn done. But... Uh, Luciano Triani, the guy who came in as interim of uh, Brisbane Raw, lost 8-1 to Melbourne City in the last game week. We're going to get stuck into the games now. And he basically, he didn't go out with his dignity held high, obviously. He he complained. He said, uh, ultimately, that Melbourne City, because they have so much money, they're um, beyond other A-League clubs, and it's unfair. Now, is that just the words of a man who has completely fucked up his team? Or uh, is there a grain of salt, grain, grain of truth in that? Anyway, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's there's definitely some truth to it, obviously. Like, um, you know, it's no secret that City have got a lot more funds and resources than um, other A-League clubs, which definitely does have 
uh, its advantages. You know, that's that's pretty obvious. But um, I don't know. I think I think the the timing of his comments um, probably wasn't a great look. It it just sort of felt like it was, you know, an excuse after you know losing eight one and oh you know they've got more money than us. You know, that's that's why we lost. Um, you know, mm-hmm. considering it's not like City's beating every team eight one um, this this season. So yeah, I, I just think it. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that's you can't put that down to to resources. I don't think. So yeah, like obviously some truth, but yeah, just just bad timing in the comments and um, just looked like it was um, a little bit of a, a cop out from him. Um, but yeah, that's my thoughts on it anyway. Andy, what what you're meant to say is they're not beating uh, City's not beating every team eight one. Yes, yeah, exactly. Key word there. <laughs> I like your thinking, Nick. We haven't played. We haven't. We've got Western United next. We could be going up ten, ten two. You true, know. True. True. What's the opposite of a uh, new manager bounce? Yeah, true. <laughs> the new manager bump. The, the new manager slump. Yeah, the new, man, new manager slump. Normally mm. goes mm, the other way. Yes, Interim yes, manager yes. slump. Actually, I think I know why Western are so like strapped for cash. They've been spending too much money hosting um, football functions at the Footscray Rangers. <laughs> Shout out to friend of the show, Eddie Bryant. Um, obviously. I, the Footscray Rangers should just... Replace Western United. They've already got the right uniforms. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon so. They'll yeah, probably get more think, people to their games as well. Do you think if they just sort of said, APL just said, these, this is the Footscray Rangers. They wear green and black. Chuck them here. Um, the tickets are signed from $20 a head. Mm. And here's a major sponsor to fund, you know, to increase need for salary. I reckon it would go off the charts. Absolutely off the charts. Um, did anyone here, I assume the Melbourne City fans watched the game? Sure did. Has it a guess? It's bloody beautiful to watch, yeah, mate. all right. Glorious. I tried to watch it, but Paramount kicked me out every 10 minutes. <laughs> it logged me out completely every 10 minutes. Actually unplayable. This is how you're meant to watch four out of six A-League games a weekend, and you can't last for more than 10 minutes for one of I the games. Well, must be the oh, only yeah. person who doesn't have an issue with Paramount. Mm. <laughs> oh, that used to be me, but now I'm part of the party, unfortunately. My good run's over. Yeah, mine dropped out once, but that was only like at half time, so I didn't actually miss any of the game. So, I don't know. It seems like it's different for everyone. Yeah, it's just it's just very inconsistent. Isn't yeah. It? It's like one week it'll be pretty decent, and next week it'll be a bit shit. Yeah. But um, was City's performance actually this good, or were uh, the Brisbane Roar just kind of a... Terrible. Oh, look, the the defense for for Brisbane was was non-existent. Like they were just static mm. and witches hats basically. Aldridge so was asleep. Yeah. Which is rare for Tommy Aldridge. He's normally got his head screwed on. Yeah. I like to think. It was very uncharacteristic for the whole team the way they performed. Like there was just not much hope anywhere really, apart from that that not one goal. Um, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, very out of character for uh for the raw, but yeah, they just made it look so easy for City. Like you know, City were good, the goals were you know good quality, um, but yeah, it was just way too easy, and they just didn't do anything about it. Like it was happening from the get go, and I didn't see any any changes being made that um, looked like solving the problems. If anything, it just got worse for them. So yeah, shocking from them, mm. but. Yeah, good good as a City fan to watch it anyway. Probably not as a neutral fan, though. No, probably not. But exciting to see some youngsters getting involved. Ryland Brownlee scoring his debut A-League goal. Very exciting. Uh, 
this was the one pet peeve or thing that pissed me off this week was six one up. Yes. It took until the eightieth minute or eighty fifth minute for <laughs> Maxi Caputo and or Ben Mazeo to get onto the fucking pitch. <laughs> and they both uh, made an impact. They made an yeah, impact yeah. They did. at 7-1. Yeah, yeah. You know, we'll take it though. <laughs> yeah, Mazzeo yeah, scored again, but I know what you mean. Like, if you're winning by that margin, obviously, like, there's no... There's not literally nothing taking... Like, there's no negative out of putting on your, some youngsters with 40 minutes to go. There's only benefits. Oh, yeah, agreed. Agreed. And it's just piss poor from Vidmar. I just don't understand it. These guys, seriously, they've got no other opportunity to show what they can do until the last fucking five minutes of the game. I've never heard Damo get so angry in my entire life. That was beautiful. <laughs> God damn it, brother. Get right up. Vidmar wins 8-1 and he still cops it from Damo. Hard yeah, I know, right? I know. You can't <laughs> win, mate. You can't win. If you don't have Damo's seal of approval, we all know you're a fraudulent coach. So confirmed Vidmar a fraud. Although, look, you've definitely <laughs> turned uh, the fortunes of City around. You guys are now up to fourth. Um, looking pretty mm. decent. Yeah, Under things are looking five. up, that's for sure. That's it. Uh, some of the other games. To Wellington after Vid- under Vidmar. Who were, uh, you know, yeah, top of the table, true. mate, Wellington, on, on wins. Yeah. Um, the other games, I'll just run off through the score lines here before we get into some more stuff because we uh, still have a lot to talk about in not a lot of time. Western Sydney beat MacArthur 3-1 on a Monday, no less. Exciting stuff. Central Coast. I'm yeah, a fan of the Central... Monday night game. I really do enjoy I am too. I am too. We'll get to that in a sec. Central Coast beat Perth 4-2. Newcastle beat Western United 2-0 and victory Got one up in the original derby 2-0 over Adelaide. Can I peek in here? Um, Damo, is, is the Monday night... Yeah, go. Please, Nicholas. Peek in as in peak moment of the week? Yes. Peek this out, fellas. Peek. Peek. Peek A-League moment of the week. I would just like to bring to your attention that there was a round that we missed. We've been pretty busy this holiday period. Um, Just being busy, busy bees. Um, But we didn't stop us from watching the football. Notable results, Melbourne City and victory played out a draw in the Melbourne Derby and no buckets were thrown. Big ups to the big ups to the victory fans for, you know. Hell yeah. Um, graduating grade six. <laughs> My favourite moment of that Saturday before Christmas was uh, the yellow fever doing something that has me very jealous. Pub crawl. I love pub crawls. <laughs> I love pub crawls. And good old Marco Rudan was walking by, and he, he, they got him to come in. I think it's just classic A-League. Only A-League's the only league in the world you can get the opposition coach to come in and get him to pay for $800 worth of alcohol. I reckon this is the peak A-League moment <laughs> of the week, in my opinion, from the, the from the week before. He buys 800 bucks of alcohol. Uh, they ask Italiano. <laughs> Italiano's like, nah, I don't have that money, mate. Um, real Postacoglu answer of him, <laughs> and, uh, and, and then you have, and then you have the New Zealand yeah. commentators, you know, the good old Sky Sports commentators or whoever they are now, just oh my god, zooming into Rudine on the bench and just going, loser. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's all right. <laughs> Do you have more peak moments for us, Nick? Or is I that have the, more the main peak. one? This is what happens. Oh you get God. a double serve of peak. Double peaked up on a Tuesday. Come on, that deserves a reaction. It's Wednesday. I don't know if it does, mate. What are you doing on the pod? Double peaked up on a Wednesday. What are you referring to? Yeah, what are you on about, mate? This is unbelievable. The TikTok generation don't have any taste in memes. I don't. Um, go, I'm, I'm not on TikTok. I don't. I don't look at TikTok. Uh, so yeah, for the, a few of the other games, I think I mentioned the the scores. But do any of them kind of stand out to you fellas as especially talk worthy, noteworthy? Um, Nick, I'll, I'll start with you. Let's test out that internet of yours. Oh wait, which games are we talking about, son? The A League games. Oh, Central Coast, good win against Perth Glory, in my opinion. Uh, victory, uh, you know, top of the table for a whole uh, 12 hours. <laughs> yes. Uh, Newcastle Jets, uh, sneaky, sneaky surprise packet, in my opinion. The death of Risden Raw. Risden, with a B. Risden. What does Josh oh, Risden have to do with anything? Josh Risden. <laughs> Rip. Rip. Yeah. Yeah, no, whatever. <laughs> yeah, and no. the week before, what caught my attention was uh, Perth Glory defeat, defeating MacArthur, MacArthur FC. We'll try and leave the games from the week before. That's that's too much to cover, Nick. That we'll be talk we'll be talking for two hours if we do both weeks of football. But uh, you mentioned Central Coast. They are also undefeated in five. They're one of the more formed teams in the league. They've de- definitely turned it around. Damo, what have you seen from the Mariners wow. that has impressed you? Obviously, no Tulio. He's gone. No Tulio, but there was Tulio. <laughs> oh yeah, it was. and and he certainly he's been very good. Mm. But uh, it's going to be very interesting, no doubt, to see uh, see what happens in the next couple of weeks with no Tulio. But obviously, generic Jackson, he's doing a good job there now. <laughs> I, I probably just took a little bit of time to get his own kind of philosophy uh, strewn through the squad. and oh, strewn. Strewn through the squad and... Possibly, you know, it's, uh, it's never too late for the Mariners. Uh, we know they've got a good core. Uh, we know that they have good uh, quality youngsters mm-hmm. coming through. And, again, anything is possible with the Mariners this year. Yeah. Uncle Torres is scoring you know, goals. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Angel Torres... Uh, Supposedly one of the worst foreigners <laughs> anyone's ever seen and uh, <laughs> goes and scores four goals. Yep. Killing him. <laughs> uh, we do have good takes uh, on this podcast. We do our best. We do our best. What about yeah. you, Andy? Any games uh, from the week in the A-League that stood out to you, sir? Uh, look, I think um, the the win uh, that Sydney got over Wellington is a... a, a very good mm-hmm. result for them, you know. Wellington obviously are them, top know, of the table even after the loss. The so um, for Sydney to knock them off uh, with a convincing 3-1 win, I think, um, yeah, that was probably um, one of the more uh, yeah significant results for me. Mm-hmm. But even yeah. Fabio Gomez scored a future yeah, your uh, man. <laughs> golden boot winner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ufuk Tale is finding a few pieces there that have been working out for him. Yeah, I think uh, this was probably one of Sydney's best performances of the year so far, and I think the the Fabio Gomez uh, kind of cameo probably shows that he's probably more 
better utilized as an off the bench option mm. late in a game when the defenses are a bit tired and he can kind of come on and cause a little bit of uh, nonsense up there and <laughs> he certainly uh, certainly did that and obviously he's bagged himself two goals so not bad. definitely a good sign for Sydney FC and for and for Gomez himself. It's good to see Kachaski getting some game time as well, the young lad. Yeah, well, he, he was very much a part of that uh, good uh, performance and obviously didn't get himself any scoring points or anything, but I think his overall harassment of the defence mm. and stuff was very uh, very good and didn't give them any time to settle. Yeah, got to be harassing the defenders. That's the absolute way to do it these days. And I just wanted to mention the Monday game, uh, Western Sydney and MacArthur. Um, 5,000 people came out to the to, to the Bulls stadium, which, you know, it doesn't sound like a lot, but quite frankly is more Sydney, than they man. usually get. Was it? A, was, I think it was in Western Sydney. Oh, yeah. was it? Fuck. That's unreal. It was in Paralad. I think it was like... 13 or 12 pe- people there. <laughs> <laughs> Above average. So they have a different game from a few weeks prior. There was one. Oh, maybe. Oh, damn. That makes me look like a bit <laughs> just, just cut it out. No one will know. No, no, no. It's fine. Uh, but the A-League, A-League crowds are on the up in general, which is great. First time same. since 2018 that we've had two consecutive rounds of 10,000 plus average attendance. Oh, hey, really? It's good. Good okay, stats there, Nick. That, obviously, that New Year's and holidays bounce, I would presume, but yeah. no less. Uh, it's a very good sign. I wanted to ask, like, Monday night football, obviously, you know, at the moment, obviously, all the kids are away, or well, they're on school holiday, right? So the families are going out doing their thing. We know this. But yep. if you do play games on Monday nights, you're not competing with the big codes. It's a free slot. People still need things to do in the night time. What do you guys reckon about Monday nights becoming a fixture moving forward for the A-League? Shit. Okay. I love it. It's been a fluke. It's a fluke? I genuinely believe so. Monday night is the worst fixture to have anything on. I think it's a load of rubbish that you're competing with nothing. I think it's just a fluke that it's this time of year in December. If they were to do Monday night in February and beyond, no chance. It works for the uh, NFL in America. They do Monday night. Different market doesn't count. Oh, okay. Different market, and it's already the most popular sport in the whole the the hemisphere. There, very fiery stuff from Nick. Um, mm. Andy, do you have any? I can thoughts? tell you why I don't think it works, but I'll let someone else speak first. You... <laughs> <laughs> How long we got? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not as uh, not as passionate about Nick. Uh, uh, not as passionate as Nick about this topic, but. Um, uh, yeah, I do think that it is uh, mainly because it's, you know, New Year's and in the holiday season, kids are off school, parents are off work, um, so it doesn't really feel like a normal Monday night. Um, yeah, I think it's tricky for the A-League to um, have strong enough interest for people to, to go out on weeknights. Um, I'd, I'd love for it, to, you know, to be successful on any night, but uh, yeah, I think it's Mainly because of yeah the time of year that it happened, but yeah, you you never know, I guess. I think I think it's mainly happening because of the scheduling between the AFC Cup and the A League. Yeah, that was why. Yes, for the Central Coast. But I actually think it's been a bit of a blessing in disguise. Obviously, it doesn't have to last for the next until the remainder of the season. Obviously, AFC. Cup won't uh, last the remainder of that time, but it's certainly good for this time of year. 
and and why not? Uh, I think it's just a bit of a good vibe on a Monday night. Uh, it gives us some, something something different, to do yeah. And something different, yeah. Yeah, no, no hard. Gotta be try, creative. I, uh, I think I, I just disagree with. I just, I just. There's like two metrics that we're like got to focus on is attendance and um, attention in terms of like TV audience. And I think attendance is, um, you know, it might get a bit of a spur because, you know, school holidays at the moment. And I don't think that's an issue if they want to capitalize on that. But I think Monday night is generally, it's just the psychology like of Australian, like Australian um, uh, like mindsets is that Monday is kind of a dead end night, even though, even though like a Thursday night is still a school night, like a Monday night is just the vibe that it's the first day of the week. And you can't, and it sounds archaic to say it like that, but it's, it, it, if, if, it, if, if it's not the case and the AFL would be playing on a Monday night, you know? Um, and the other thing is, this is going to sound stupid, but it's true. They'll be competing against My Kitchen Rules. Yeah. And I know that's like a joke, but it's serious. Like, if, unless like they're getting like, unless these are big games, the A-League's not going to compete with like, these channels, the Channel 7 and Channel 9 Monday night reality TV shows, like, if it goes, if they were to play in February, like, no no eyeballs are going to be going on the A-League compared to maths, you know? But it would, in theory, be targeting the casual sports fan who would who just want to watch sport, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's reality uh, TV I mean, shows on all the time. It's a, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a bit of a, it's not really that important, like, it's a bit of an overreaction in terms of the the fact that it was put on a Monday night was to accommodate the teams playing yeah that is the, that's the, the Asian Cups and that is that's the the main that's reason the origin and and outcome but I think it's just got, I yeah. think you should just leave it at that yeah long term long term I agree Monday night's never a sports night I think the best time but in this in this time of year obviously and the, and, and for the casual sports yeah, fan stop interrupting bloody it, hell oh sorry mate it's the internet. <laughs> for the, for the current sports fan, you're also competing against the BBL on every night of the week this year. This mm-hmm. just no during one cares summer. about the BBL, <laughs> mate. They got thirty thousand on a bloody Tuesday night last night. Yeah, but I, I sold two thousand dollars worth of beer on a Tuesday night last night. It was, Shane Warne was cracking his leg spinners <laughs> down the bloody pitch at the MCG was when the uh, BBL was relevant. He peaked in season one. You know, Andy's a turncoat. He used to go for the Renegades, but now apparently he goes for the Stars. That's I just don't care enough, really, to, to have an alliance <laughs> these the days, if I'm honest. Yeah, if there's <laughs> one sport that you're allowed to change teams, is the BBL. Yeah. No one's like a diehard yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. Renegades fan. Like, come on now. In, in any case, moving forward, unless there are any other points from the games that you guys want to bring nah. up. Nah, moving on. Nah, sweet. Uh, Andy, I'm going to rattle off a bunch of news headlines. Pick mm-hmm. one that you want to talk about the most. All right, nice and easy. All right. First things first, Ange Postacoglu. He's gotten a mural down in Hosier Lane. Very exciting. Uh, mm-hmm. The Yokohama F Marinos uh, continue to be obsessed with Australians. They've hired Harry Kuehl as their new head coach to replace Kevin Musket. Everton, uh, supposedly keen on signing Alex Robertson. Uh, the Adelaide head of youth football, Ayrton Andrioli. Damo, can you pronounce his name for me? Yeah, that was pretty good. Oh, fucking, I'll take it. All right, he signed on for three more years. And uh, Mark Natter, the Newcastle left-sided centre-back, um, 
is very sought after at the moment. Five A-League teams, mm. a Serie A team and a K-League team are all looking to sign him, allegedly. Any of those headlines grabbing your attention? Yeah, there's a few uh, few exciting headlines there. It's uh, yeah, it's a good good news week. Um, we've been blessed, but um, yeah, I reckon I like the um, the fact that uh, there's a bit of interest from Everton in um, Alex Robertson. Um, yeah, I, I really like uh, Alex Robertson's prospects. Um, you know, he's uh, a good up and comer, uh, Aussie up and comer. So um, yeah, I reckon it'd be awesome to see um, another Aussie into the Premier League and. I uh, really liked what I saw from him when he um, got his debut cap for the Socceroos and um, his cameo there. Uh, I think he's got a lot of potential. So, um, yeah, I'd love to see him uh, sign for, uh, with a big club like Everton. So, yeah, watch his space. But, um, yeah, that's that's the one that's got me most excited at the moment. Very nice. Are you also excited by the idea of Marco Tilio returning to the A-League men? Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I am and I'm not. Like, ideally you don't want uh, a player that's gone overseas to make it big you know to come back so quickly because of lack of game time which is what's happening here mm. so for, for him personally it's um you know obviously it would be a bit of a downgrade but um yeah if you know he's still young and he's got time to to um turn things around and um if that's what's going to get him game time um then so be it you know if he if he did get loaned back to an A-league club for you know, the rest of this season and hopefully you could, um, you know, turn it on and impress some potential suitors and, yeah, I have another cracker going overseas with a bit more experience under his belt. So, um, yes, op- optimistic there and, I'd, yeah, obviously a big part of me would love to see him back in City Colours because uh, he, he did so much for us. Um, but, yeah. He's going straight to Sydney, mate. Straight to Sydney. Well, he might. I think they're interested as well, aren't he- they? So... We'll wait and see, but I'd uh, much rather see him in city colours. But it's a tricky one. Um, you'd have to move the squad around a bit, who would go out. But Yes, indeed. Good, good problem uh, to have, a, I guess. a lot of wingers at the moment at Melbourne City. Lots of wingers indeed. What about you, Nick? Any headlines reaching out to you, sir? Oh, keen to see how Harry Q will go in Yokohama F. Marinos. Uh, third successive Aussie in a row. Yeah. Um, if he doesn't win the title, is that a failure? I I'd suggest so. <laughs> yeah, fair Based enough. On recent uh, performances of uh, Australian managers at yeah. Yokohama, I would say yes. Too. No pressure. No pressure. You know, I reckon. I reckon uh, Kevin Musket going to China rather than you know uh, England or Scotland is a failure. So yeah, oh, that's a bit yeah, harsh. That, I was chasing the bag, man. Biggest, uh, yeah, disappointment or like. Headline mm. is uh, Kevin Musket going to China. Yeah, that was a surprise. Just China, like Eloise. Five, <laughs> seven years ago was cool. Yeah. China now, not cool. <laughs> not cool. Not cool, mate. That is Should so have gone like to the 2015. ISL. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And uh, I read an article today on eToro, of all places. Uh, <laughs> of all yeah. places, yeah. Well, actually, no. <laughs> it's on the A-League website. But it's sponsored mm. by eToro, and they're doing like a list of the best new signings of the season. And they had Tolgay Arslan as number oh, yeah. one. So my final burning question, Andy, is Tolgay Arslan actually the best signing of the season so far? Bloody eight years, mate. I told you this all a few weeks <laughs> ago, and uh, some people didn't believe me. But <laughs> 
No, good, good call from them, I reckon. He's um he's really turned on the last few weeks. He's uh he's got four goals and and four assists uh, so far this season, and um yeah he's just uh he's really stepped up in the absence of um of Leckie and Nabu and those sort of players. He, he's really um I think he's lifted his teammates around him and um he's just made City look a lot uh a lot more complete than um what we were looking at the start of the season and yeah he's just really um, technically gifted as well. Um, he's passionate as well. You know, he, he, he plays for the club and he shows his emotions. So, you, you know, you can tell he really cares. And, um, yeah, he just um, adds excitement every time he's near the ball, I reckon. I, I love watching him play. And I think he's a very classy player. And, um, yeah, he's uh, he's lifted his teammates around him. As I said, like, I think the team chemistry has definitely improved a lot in the last few weeks. And I think he's... Uh, a big part of that, um, and mm. yeah, he's just been so good for us. And um, you know, every time he's near the ball, you can sort of get get a sense that something's about to happen, like a chance is about to be created. And um, yeah, just uh, f- fills me with a bit of hope every time he gets near it. So yeah, big fan of his, and um, yeah, he's uh, he's been an awesome signing for us. And uh, to top it all off, he seems like a, a great bloke as well. Seems very humble from uh, what, I, what I gather. So, yeah. How many times have you met him so far? Uh, actually, I haven't uh, haven't had the pleasure of meeting him yet, unfortunately. But uh, he interviews really well, and um, yeah, just the way he speaks in his press conferences and um, interviews. Um, yeah, I really like him. So good on him. Say something about touching. <laughs> yeah, I did see that. But what? I think that's just a language barrier there, Damo. We don't okay, need to start any uh, any dramas here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I will regret to inform you that Marin Yakalish did not make an appearance on the uh, top ten here by didn't he? League slash Etoro. Oh, no. okay. Um, I'll cop that. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> Josh Belante did though. Did he? Uh, Josh Belante. Are you serious? Josh Belante, third best signing of the First season according from to Western his... Sydney Wanderers. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks, Damo. Yeah. <laughs> That's the guy, yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong, mate. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, that, that'll that probably bring us to the end of the news. Nick, do you have any other news stories you've got hanging around? Any more peak moments or no? I'm peaked out. He's all peaked out. <laughs> He's peaked, peaked out. All right, fair dues. Well, we're going to end the podcast on a bit of a cheeky split the wall... Segment where we, you know, have a bit of a debate. Two of the my lovely co-hosts will get a topic that they want to, you know, go back and forth on. Sixty seconds each. Wait, one person. S- sorry. Yeah. JC Cummings was banned from McDonald's after throwing McMuffins at staff. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, that's, fun. that's that, pretty yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah, it happened in two thousand and fifteen though. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was scrolling the Reddit and I saw that headline. I was like, this is hilarious. And then I realized it was from 2015 when he was with Hibernian. And I was like, ah, man, oh. you probably can't talk about that. But thank you Where for bringing it up. It is it's pretty peak. I think it was at the Kingsbury Mackers. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, no one ever threw, no one ever threw a uh, McMuffin at me, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Uh, look at look at yeah. this man, Jason Cummings, could afford multiple McMuffins. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Put him out. Too much money. 
Selena ordered a few fucking ridiculous McMuffins, I'll tell you that for free, but never <laughs> threw one at me. Uh, that's, that's a shame. But the question for Split the Wall uh, this week, it, it goes back to the, um, the the APL's rule changes that kind of popped up out of nowhere. Nick, you've, you brought that up earlier. And uh, the question is simply, is the new rule change to the ladder a good one? And it's Damo versus Andy. If I'm not mistaken, Damo was the reigning champion from, from last round. I think. Yeah, you betcha. Yeah. Yeah, Wait, mate, that's it. Get stuck in. I, I yes. actually don't know about that. <laughs> no, you know, because it was it was who had the worst branding, and you listed yeah, every yeah, single team in the league, it, which was which made sense. But then yeah, Nick did. listed a non A league team, so yes, <laughs> yes, correct. That is correct. You went for the Golden oh, Valley side, above yeah. and beyond, and Nick didn't even. <laughs> it was a bit unfair. <laughs> Nick didn't even try. <laughs> but um, that does mean that you, Damo, get to pick which side of the argument you. Uh, you fall on. So, uh, are you yay? The rule change is a good one, or nay? Uh, probably not, eh? Probably not. <laughs> probably <right>. not, eh? <laughs> probably not that we're the only league in the world that has this rule. All right, are you ready? Yeah, all right. Yeah, we'll, we'll have a crack. Uh, <laughs> give it a fair shake of the sauce bottles, mate. Three, two, one, go. Well, apart from, obviously, the the main issue I have with it is... We seem to be the only league in the world uh, that has adopted this uh, rule change. And on top of that, there was absolutely no consultation whatsoever between uh, the APL and clubs over when this change was coming in and what it actually meant. So I do not think that it's going to make any difference in the long run. I think it was incredibly stupid by the APL. And why would you fix something that isn't broken? For fuck's sake. Focus on shit that needs to be sorted and stop fucking around with this stupid shit. Is that it? <laughs> Not bad. He's finished with 10 seconds to go. And he's, he's, he's resorted to just cussing out the A-League. <laughs> Good. All right, Andy, you have the... Um, okay, David. I'm done. Okay, fair enough. Fair <laughs> dues, fair dues, fair dues. Andy, you have the unenviable job of trying to defend this decision from the APL. Are you, sir, ready? It's going to be tough. Anyway, we'll give it a Good go. Luck. All right, give it a go. It's, it's a real give it a go kind of day. Three, two, one, hit it. All right, I'm going to go in a uh, different direction to Demo. Demo's argument was very, very serious and, you know, very, uh, you know, yeah, very, very serious. Um, so I'm going to go in the opposite direction and uh, say, you know, it's a, it's a bit edgy from the A League. You know, it's a bit, bit of a point of difference. You know, why, why be like all of the other leagues in the world where uh, goal difference is more important than wins? You know, you know, come try the A League. Are, are you sick of, uh, sick of all these boring old leagues around the world with the same rules? Come to the A League where wins are more important than goal difference. Oh my god. <laughs> um, you, you, <laughs> you finished with 20 seconds to spare, mate. Wait, I'm not done. Uh, oh, go. Go. Um, keep going. You've got more time. Let's see. Uh, yeah, it uh, rewards winning, winning games more than just scoring more goals. So hopefully, more uh, less meaningless games later in the season. Um, so hopefully, that means a better product on the pitch. All right. That's, that's the only time. thing I'll add. 
That's not bad. I think you've both done a pretty good job there. Yeah. Oh, thanks, man. That was, uh, that was a bit unhinged, but <laughs> didn't know what to say. Well, I was a bit unhinged, to be, to be fair. Yeah, true, Babe, you're the worst at this. Uh, okay. Uh, it's a high-pressure situation, the, um, we, the split yeah, the wall. Did we? Oh, you only have all run sheet to prepare for it, lads. <laughs> you didn't read the run sheet, Nick. <laughs> I'd like to award a winner. Yeah, what? Go for it. Andy, you win. <laughs> oh, okay. yes, thanks, Nick. No explanation, thank you, thank you. just picks the name and goes with it. <laughs> Ah, it's a good chance. argument. What say you? Uh, the, first 40 sec- the first 40 seconds, in my opinion, was a bit flawed, a bit of a meme response, but you make a good <laughs> point about uh, games being competitive. You don't allow to half the season. Uh, Thanks, not that mate. I personally agree with it. Um, but I don't really agree with it either, <laughs> But, Dame- but Damo was just yelling at a cloud, so... He <laughs> <laughs> was like the old man down the street, like, yelling, get off my lawn. No, but seriously, they've got so many other issues that they could be tackling at the moment. No, I agree with you, mate, yeah. And they go and just make this decision and not consult anyone. Not even tell anyone that it's been done. That was the worst part. Just makes them look like incompetent. The main reasoning for it was to make games more competitive, more attacking, so that you have to... Damo, 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 Damo. You had your 60 (laughs) seconds. Maybe you should come up with these points two minutes ago when you were talking. I did. No, no. Let him cook. Let him cook. Let him cook. He's on his hair. Let him cook. Uh, well, maybe you shouldn't have uh, won, on, won in dodgy circumstances a few weeks ago and I wouldn't have any bad blood for you. <laughs> that wasn't dodgy at all. Yeah, I, I have definitely <laughs> awarded some bias here letting Jeez. me choose the winner of this particular debate. I'll cop that. Uh, come for Chinese on Saturday, Damo. <laughs> I want to, but I can't. <laughs> nice. I reckon that brings us to the end of the podcast unless you guys have any more talking points to, to bring up. Okay, okay for some, some chips. That, yeah, those, chips and chalky. sour pork or that barbecue pork, whatever it was. That was delicious. The braised pork belly. Oh. And the shaoling bao. Oh. oh, no. This isn't a food podcast. God damn it. Uh, I'm looking forward to the shaoling bao as well. But uh, yeah, I've had fun today. Good pod. I hope you guys have had fun as well. Certainly have, lads. Absolutely. It's been a blast. Been a blast. Uh, I'd like to... everyone to have a peaceful and prosperous 2024. Yep. That's it. I love Don't that. I love that. Except for Melbourne victory. You guys can go and get fucked. I hope you lose. <laughs> I hope you lose by one. Yeah. I hope you lose by That's one right. win at the end of the season to Wellington Phoenix on the table. <laughs> I, ho- I hope you have a yeah. plus 40 goal difference today, plus 10. That would be hilarious. And I hope you have just one less win than them. Uh, and I hope that Wellington Phoenix <laughs> wins the championship so um, they can play in the Asian Champions League until they're disqualified by the AFC because apparently New Zealand's not a part of Asia. Okay. All right. Very fiery podcast. <laughs> Shout out to Melbourne City pod. for equaling the biggest <laughs> home win of all time, uh, matching Adelaide United over the North Queensland Fury in 2011. And with that, I'll end the podcast. This has been the four-man wall. Thank you. My mum's just bothered these people thinking they work for KFC and like doing a bit of Zuma terminology like LMAO, no Riz. <laughs> <laughs>